Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Zadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds. Hey, what is going on? Welcome into Late Night Reds Talk, the live show and podcast that loves the Cincinnati Reds, part of the Believe Network, presented as always by Bet Online. Uh, my name is Nick Kirby, joined by Carlos Guevara tonight. Uh, our guy Tim Daniel taking the night off. He has been crushing it over at 48 Minutes uh, Basketball Network. If you're not following him there, make sure you are. Got all your NBA and uh, local Cincinnati uh, college hoops coverage for you. Uh, our show is live streamed on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And the podcast version is always up the next morning. If you're watching tonight on YouTube, please take two seconds. Hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel. Really helps us grow the show. Uh, who knows? It may be the only way you can find us in a week uh, as uh, uh, the world of uh, Twitter uh, develops around us. Uh, I'm joined by my guy, Carlos Guevara, Clay Snow, to be on in just a second. Carlos, Rule V member, what's up, my man? Not much, man. Just here hanging out in the garage. Nice weather. Ready to talk a little off-season baseball. Let's go. Hell yeah, let's go. Uh, before we get started, before we bring Clay Snowden in, I did want to make sure that we tell you about our partner, Bet Online. Bet Online has the Cincinnati Bengals as four-point favorites on Sunday at Pittsburgh. What do you think about that line, Carlos? Oh, I like it. Coming off a of bye week. Who day? All day. Carlos says go uh, bet the mortgage. All right. Basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Not listed. The best thing to bet on is college basketball. Bet Online, you got to get this in the promo for me. Uh, making a lot of money there. Head on over to betonline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That is B L E A V. Bet online is where the game starts. And let's get started with Cincinnati Reds offseason talk. Let's bring him in. This is our guy, Clay Snowden. Clay, what is going on? Hey, what's up, guys? It's been a minute. It has. It has. How's the offseason treating you? Good. I, I've taken kind of a break from from Red's Twitter and a little bit of break from baseball just to, to refresh a bit, but it feels good. It's it, it's important to take a little bit of a break from time to time. Take a little break, and then now Twitter's gone to hell. What's our alternative? A blessing What's and a alternative? curse. <laughs> you know, I, we, we all say it would like, you know, look, Twitter's awful sometimes, and trust me, I can definitely vouch for that. Uh, if anyone read my mentions, sometimes you could really uh, see the the downside of it. But look, if it wasn't for Twitter, there's no chance I know either one of you knuckleheads. So maybe it is a curse. I don't know. I'm talking myself into it. Ha 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 ha. Okay, not even a courtesy laugh. Dang. Ha. 
thought that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I've met I've met a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah, like you Me said, too. you guys and you know everybody from the Reds community. Like so much shit would have been different if it wasn't for Twitter. So yeah, yeah, Nick is the reason Twitter's burning. <laughs> We uh, we love to hate it. We love to hate it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Carlos, before we jump into all the, the incredible Reds offseason talk, any thoughts on the World Series? We didn't have you on last week. Any other thoughts about uh, baseball before, like, the last week? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I thought it was a really good World Series. I thought it was great for the game. Uh, the way that it worked out, like, the Phillies being a six seed getting there, I think that's great for the game. Uh, the Astros being, you know, pretty much the favorite other than the Dodgers and them ended up winning it. I think that's good for the game. Uh, Dusty Baker winning made a lot of people happy. The Astros get to get rid of that little asterisk that they had. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a really good postseason, a really good World Series, lots of excitement all over the place. Um, lots of good things to, to look forward to coming into the next season. So we'll see. What does it say? President Ford, thankful for all my positive Mike Musakis tweets from 2020 will soon be deleted forever. Nice. Yeah, I could use a lot. You're not alone, buddy. We could all use a lot of tweets deleted and and, uh, not not archived for the world to see. So, yeah, let's find a positive in it. Clay, any thoughts on uh, the World Series or or the the baseball season ending before we dive full head on into Reds offseason talk? Pretty much echo what Carlos said I was pulling for for the Phillies just because of the story that it created you know being the underdog I like that but um overall I thought it was good good for baseball to get somebody else I I did I was just really hoping it would not be Dodgers versus Astros so overall happy camper yeah at least there was one interesting team yeah thankfully all right let's get into the uh the Reds offseason news uh Sydney, right there. Unlike Twitter, Aquino is forever. Um, oh, you're crazy if you don't think Aquino will be back. <laughs> you, you tweeted that, and yeah, uh, I don't know. Nick, Nick Crawl said some comments uh, that that kind of made me think uh, this this might be the end. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. What does our our uh, favorite buddy Nick Kirby say? Don't ever listen to what who says. <laughs> Nick Crawl says, yeah, yeah. Maybe eat my own words there. Uh, but yeah, we'll start off Aquino, Kyle Dowdy, Jeff Hoffman, Derek Lull, Jared Solomon, and Art Warren were all DFA'd uh, to make room for the players we'll talk about here in just a second. Uh, Art Warren was a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, Jeff Hoffman, a little bit of a surprise to me. I'm assuming both of those guys, their injuries were probably the biggest reason why they were on this list. Uh, Carlos, let's start with you. Any thoughts on on these guys? Uh uh, getting DFA, any surprises there? Mm, not really. Um, I maybe I guess if I had to choose one, I would say Hoffman, just because you know how valuable he's been to be able to eat up innings. Um, seemed like he'd be a, a lot cheaper than a, an alternative than what they did pay last year for someone to eat innings. But I don't know. I mean, none of these guys are are really a difference maker. Sorry to say it. Hopefully, they do have better careers moving on. But right now, it's like. Okay. Yeah. Art Warren's going to miss the entire 2023 season. Kind of one of those weird things where you have to uh, be on the 40 man roster during the off season, which is weird. But then as soon as the season starts, you can put them on. 
guess it kind of says about Art Warren that the Reds didn't want to hold a roster spot even during the offseason for him. Maybe kind of, you know, what they, they see about him. I could see a lot of these guys uh, coming back on minor league deals. Clay, you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm, I was ready to move on from Aquino. I know that you weren't, but like Carlos said, none of these guys are going to move the needle. Um, Art Warren, I think, was more of a product of had a really good, what, what, it was like a rookie year, I guess, um, with the Reds. Was that two years ago? Yeah, he just had he had a good stretch. Every reliever has a good yeah, stretch. Yeah, he uh, yeah. To me, it wasn't like he was some awesome pitcher or, or or anything like that. So, no surprises. Glad that Aquino's gone. Hope that he's not back. Just ready for something different. Um, back to Art Warren real quick. He's still gonna make um league salary next year, right? Because he got hurt on the major league roster. Like just being DFA'd has nothing to do with that. I. I... I don't believe so. I, I think, you know, I think he would have till the end of the year, uh, but I'm pretty sure once you're, you're uh, DFA in the off season, then you're not, you're not getting any big league dollars. So yeah, he'll be, I don't know. I could, I would place it, my money on that. He's going to make big league money next year. Whenever you get hurt as a big leaguer, you can't be, I don't think they can take your money away until you're healthy again. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly not 100 percent sure on that. If uh, anyone knows, jump in the comments if you can uh, uh, find it legit. But uh, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, I mean Hoffman. I mean 4.28 ERA as a Red over two years. I mean he wasn't bad, you know. But again, I just I wonder if maybe that injury at the end of the year was a little bit more um, intense, and in, in you know the Reds pro- uh, projecting. You know how how that might impact him in uh, in twenty twenty three. Aquino, man, I hate to see him go, but I get it. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put up a, a stink about it. I, I hope he gets a shot somewhere. Uh, I think he probably needs a fresh start. Uh, honestly, he'd be awesome. Like going over to like Korea, like I, he could be like that that uh, that Ballantine. Puig type mold superstar over there. I mean, could you guys not see that? Yeah, I I could see him doing that. I doubt that he does that right now. He's still like young enough to hold on to a, another chance, and he's going to be like a Rochester Red Wing or something this year, and then like you know get called up, hit two home runs, and it'll it'll be like twenty twenty five when we see a video of him and you know, Korea and we're all like, Oh my gosh, look, this is the Kino we've all been waiting for. But yeah. 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 All right. To the, the more fun part of this, uh, the 40 man roster additions, uh, no surprises with the first four, Ellie De La Cruz, Noel V. Marte, Brandon Williamson, uh, Levi. I always say it wrong. Stout. Am I saying it right? Stout. Stout. Uh, those four guys were, were no brainers. Uh, uh, hopefully big parts of the Reds future. Uh, uh, Lionel Richardson and uh, Ricky Karcher were the two. Maybe that were a little bit of a surprise. I know some people projected them, uh, but they were definitely on the bubble. Uh, but but some of Nick Kroll's comments, as we'll get to here in a second, um, made it sound like they really were not difficult decisions for the Reds, unless, again, it was completely you know BS. Uh, let's start with uh, Deli Cruz, Marte, Williamson, Stout. Clay, Carlos, feel free to jump in. You got any comments about them? We'll talk about the other two guys a little bit more in depth here in a second. Yeah, I think those four were pretty obvious. Obviously, De La Cruz, I'm sure we'll talk about him multiple times this podcast, but 
Um, Marte was obvious as well. W- Williamson wasn't fantastic last year. I think he came in a little bit under expectations. And it's not that he was like awful. I just ex- think people expected him to take a step even up, and he did not do that. Um, however, I'm glad that they protected him. Still an option for the rotation. Um, and Stout, you know, that was part of the piece that they brought in. I, I have always thought that he's going to move to the bullpen and be kind of a long arm out of the bullpen if, if possible. So um, those are my thoughts on those top four. Yeah, I think. Go ahead, Carlos. No, I'm saying I, I really don't have much, but like, you know, like like Williamson, like those left-handed starters, they always get like an extra bump because they're left-handed mm-hmm. and because they're starters. Like probably in all reality, this is Red's number six prospect. He's probably around twelve or thirteen, if we're honest. Like, because you know, going through the minor league system, I saw all these guys, and I'm like, what? This guy's a top prospect. His fastball is straighter than hell, and he has no secondary yeah. pitches. Why is he? Oh, because he's left-handed and he's a starter. Sorry, lefties, but. I have to take that jab at you. I've been hearing Aram and the rest of Just Baseball dogging on relievers. <laughs> I think I think Williamson. I mean, I think it's fair to say he had a disappointing season, but I also don't think it's it's fair to just like say, "Yep, he's a bust." Like he had like a four point two ERA. This guy was a top one hundred prospect last year for a reason. Um, definitely needs a little bit more of a run. He's going to get called up to the big leagues at some point. Um, I, I would be I'd be very surprised if he doesn't make a handful of starts next year for the Reds. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he's on the opening day roster. Um, so, but we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the uh, last two here in just a minute. Um, breaking news right before we went on: Buck Farmer agreed <laughs> to arbitration. The, I believe he's the first player uh, the Reds have uh, actually agreed. Buck Farmer has been a guy that uh, that we, well, me, I guess, I don't know about you guys, I've been advocating for, big fan of Buck Farmer. I want, I want to see you know him with another year. He was really, really good when he came back up in, in the middle of the season uh, from AAA. The, the, the peripheral numbers were all really good. Any thoughts on Buck Farmer, fellas? I mean, I, I like it for this price, right? You're going to need somebody in the bullpen, a guy with some experience, um, you can't bring up, and I know everyone wants to do this and I'm a prospect guy too, you know, everyone's itching to see these guys get called up, but you can't have a team full of young prospects. You have to have some experience, especially in the bullpen for, you know, 1.75. I think that that's a perfectly fine deal to be, bring back Buck Farmer. And guess what? If he's good, you can always trade him at the deadline. Like you won't get some huge return, but you can free up a roster spot. If one of the younger guys is ready and if he's not good, okay, well, the Reds team's not going to be good either. So it's not like he's going to be costing you know you a playoff series or anything like that. Um, it is kind of funny, like all of the names on the screen right now are just like names of players that are just so mediocre. It's just like a list of <laughs> mediocre guys who have been hanging on. Yeah, I, I think you said it best at that price. It's perfect to bring back they need something like that i mean he still has something to prove that this wasn't just a a one-time deal so you know he's going to come back uh ready to go and i want to see him you know pitch some meaningful games you know those games in in april are going to be meaningful especially the way that they started out last year they're going to put more emphasis on starting out you know a little bit better and and their games are going to mean more we really didn't get to see buck farmer pitching a game that meant anything 
And, you know, that's a big thing as a reliever. It's, you know, I've said on here several different times, it's it's a different ball game whenever you're pitching in, in August and the game means nothing, even if it's a close game, whether it's versus, you know, you know, April, those games still mean something. You're still in it at that point. So coming in in a three to one game, it's a lot tougher than coming into those three to one games in August. And that's what I want to see out of, you know, these young pitchers. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Reds are going to go find a free agent reliever that for that price, like you guys said, that that's going to have, have a chance to be as good as him or that that wouldn't be like some sort of like incredible success story. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, excited to see Buck Farmer back. Hopefully he can, uh, um, you know, continue with, with what he did at the end of last year. Cause he was really good. Uh, one of the big news of the week, uh, the Reds acquired Nick Solak for the Rangers for cash. He played 35 games in the in MLB last season before a broken right foot ended his season. Um, he has a little bit more on, on Solak. Um, he was a top 100 prospect uh, pre-2020. Um, he's played every position except catcher. Uh, he has hit left-handed pitching really well throughout his career. Um, 2019, his last like major season in the last full season in the, the minor leagues hit 27 home runs in, in uh, 419 at bats below average defender. Uh, but the last year, last two years have been a little bit improved. Um, and he's very fast 85th percentile in sprint speed. He was a little bit higher than that a couple years prior. Uh, I'll start. I mean, he seems like a, a guy that, that where the reds are at, seems like he's absolutely worth a shot. Um, I think worst case scenario, maybe you're putting him out in right field, uh, platooning with like Jake Fraley. Um, best case scenario, he looks a little bit closer to that guy that was a top 100 prospect just a couple years ago. Uh, Clay, I'll start with you. What's your, what was your thoughts about uh, the Reds picking up Solak? Yeah, I've actually been a fan of Solak for some time. And I even thought before the season, I was talking with um, Colby Olson, who works for Just Baseball about a straight-up trade, Solak for Senzel. Um, very similar career paths to this point, um, similar position, you know, a lot of similarities. And I thought, hey, that would just be an interesting change of scenery type trade. So I like him. Um, he did not play that well this year, and he's dealt with injuries and was sent down. And I believe he was sent down last year as well at, at points. But um, definitely a guy that I like. And he's the type that, like I said, he is kind of similar to, to Nixon Zell, but um, I think fans are really going to like him. Kind of one of those like all out effort type players and not like your typical like Ryan Friel scrappy type that everyone just falls in love with, but a guy who can play around the infield some and outfield. And um, when I saw this, I initially thought, okay, is he literally taking Nixon Zell's spot on the roster? Because as I've said for years, I think Nixon Zell should be a utility bench starts a few times a week type player which is what i think so Solak will do but you know if they plan on putting senzel in center field for the majority of the time next year then that won't be the case do y'all think Solak's gonna be a he's gonna make the opening day roster i, would, I do yeah if they I mean if, if they put they're putting him on the the 40-man roster right now they gave up cash for him i would be very surprised if he's not on the opening day roster Okay, um, I'll throw a hot take out there. Uh, oh, here we go. I think Nick, down. I think the Reds should keep Nixon's on. I think he should start the year in Triple A. If he doesn't come to spring and look great, 
I mean, he has options. Guys, where the hell's Nick Senzel? He's not here. It's game one. Dude just never reports. He's just at home. That's he what would happen. Like, no, it would going. be a cluster. He was, he's <laughs> not reporting to Louisville. I hope that Twitter. I hope Twitter lasts long enough that we can see the Nixon's own not reporting to 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 AAA day. Hell yeah, Nick Solak. By the way, whenever you uh, whenever you put this photo up, I was like, this looks like the damn photo of a of a baseball player that you get in every baseball card pack. You're like, I got another Nick Solak here. You just keep going by. You really gave me that vibe. Generic You're second base. You know, there's Mookie Betts. There's yeah, a vintage Barry Bonds and oh my god, who the hell's Nick Solak going on next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh I, I definitely I mean I think like I said, I think worst case scenario, he's probably platooning with Jake Fraley. Um Hello Ed. Definitely has uh uh you know at least has shown that that, that he can hit left handed pitching. Um but yeah, I yeah, I like the pickup. These are the I want to see more of these type of pickups. Uh, yeah. You know, next year, I think these are the guys that, that the Reds need to be looking at. All right, let's move on to the the two uh, guys the Reds protected from the Rule 5 um, um, that were, like I said, a little bit more surprising, a little bit, you know, less less non-brainers. Uh, Lionel Richardson, uh, Nick Kroll's comments, he was throwing 98 to 99 at the end of Instructional League, so he felt there was no need to risk it with him. Whether he starts in high or double A, he's got a chance to be a legitimate big league pitcher. And there was no one to leave him unprotected. No need to leave him unprotected. We felt it was better safe than sorry. Richardson missed the entire 22 season with Tommy John surgeries. Had some other injuries, I believe, before that. Clay, what what, what do you got on Richardson for us? Yeah, he's a guy who started off. He's bounced around the prospect list. And that's usually what happens when you have an injury. And um, a second round pick. I'm glad that they protected him. There's just not a ton out there to say about him right now because he missed so much time. Um, but everything I've read and heard about him and the little I've seen on him, why not just protect him? And another thing to keep in mind is all because you're added to the 40 man does not mean you're on there forever. Like I think he'll stay on at least for you know a while, but it's not like he signed some eight year contract or anything, you know, he's added four now and we'll see what happens, but um, definitely a guy who's going to be intriguing to watch this upcoming year in the minors, especially just because, you know, a guy who no one really knows too much about recently because of injury, they must really think something of him, right? If they're going to add him, because usually you could say, Oh, I can sneak this guy through the rule five draft. No problem whatsoever. So he must have shown them something that that they definitely want to hold on to. Yeah, I know I saw a tweet that the pitchers are are far more protected in the Rule Five. And uh, Carlos, I, I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, I, it would be a lot easier to hide a pitcher on a on a major league, a relief pitcher, especially on on a major league roster for a season, than um, a player like Avon Johnson. Uh, the the one of the guys that was on the bubble who really isn't ready for the big leagues, but be a position player. It'd be pretty easy to hide a reliever at least for a while. And relievers get hurt a lot too. So that could also be a way to keep a guy on your roster. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like it's way easier to hide a relief pitcher. Um, usually you don't have to use them very much unless you need to. And if they turned out to be valuable, then, that's awesome, but 
yeah, like like in my case, I was basically used to mop up, and you know, I know if I would have pitched better, I would have like I don't know. It's just it's just way easier, <laughs> like you said, just to hide them because you know you can even if you have to pitch in close games, you have to pitch in blowouts. Um, the little fake DL stints or IL stints that they put you on, it's 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 much easier. Um, position player, you, you're taking up a bat, you're taking up a you know a legit roster spot um, from someone. And pitching, if you can pitch at Double A, you can pitch in the big league. So it's not like you're going to make an ass out of yourself. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I think teams like the Rays have kind of made a living off of this of, of claiming these pitchers with these high upside that you know, maybe aren't ready and just kind of throwing them out there and if they don't work. Hey, you just it's, you know you move on and um, yeah. Because I I just feel there's so many more pitchers like especially relievers that are capable of pitching in the big leagues than there are position players capable of playing in the big leagues. Like you'll, I mean, we've seen it with the Reds. How many guys that they cycle through and pitchers? They're like, you know, we've got the Jabolts, we've got the Hoffmans, we've got you know half the Reds bullpen this year that, you know, they weren't the best, but they could, they could hold their own. You know what I mean? Position players, you know, you're hitting two hundred and not driving anybody in, no power. That that's glaring. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, with you on that a hundred percent. Yeah, so. Hey, we'll, we'll hopefully, uh, you know, if you throw a 99, you know, you can't teach that. So, yeah, good to see him. And hopefully uh, uh, he can be an impact. It was a second-round pick at one point. All right, the next guy. This is a guy that uh, Clay brought up to me midseason last year. I'd never heard of him. Ricky Karcher. And uh, got me really intrigued. So I kind of followed him a little bit throughout the, uh, the rest of the season. Uh 14 strikeouts per nine last year, six walks per nine. So fit right in with the Reds bullpen. Um, kind of <laughs> exactly what uh, Nick Crawls comments on uh, Mr. Karcher. We thought about bringing him up in September. This was kind of surprising. He's got a chance to be a big league reliever, whether it's now or back to AAA to be depth there. He's a guy who throws hard with good stuff. And if he can harness that stuff with those strikes, he has a chance to be a back end of the bullpen type guy. And I don't really think that's uh uh, a, a lot of BS from what I've seen from him watching him, what, what you've told me uh, sounds like he, you know, has a chance to be one of those really dominant relievers. If he can put it together, maybe do I dare say the name Sinal Perez clay? That's my guy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. Did I miss? I'm sorry. Real quick. Where did these 56 settings come from? Like, were they the majority in double A or triple A? Uh, they were a split. Uh, I think so- I don't have the breakdown, but he, he got called up was, like August, like August yeah. 1st was yeah. he got moved up. Karcher's a guy who um, I hope Rice is still li- listening because he called me out and I'm glad that he did. I tweeted about him and for whatever reason, I thought he was a lefty and I'd watched him and I don't know. I, I don't know if I confused him with with Fisher or something else. Or I don't know what happened there, but. Um, like a clown, I tweeted about him being um, a lefty option, but he's obviously not left-handed. And I caught him a few times, you know, just flipping through games. And he does have good stuff, and you can see the strikeout numbers, but the issue with him is finding the strike zone. And I had talked to somebody who follows and works in AAA very closely, and he did not have good things to say about Karcher at all. Um, did not think that he would be able to stick... Um, so we'll see what he does, but 
you know, Nick Kroll seems to like him, but we, we we're told not to listen to him. Yeah, and those numbers to me, like that walk weight is ridiculous. That's a lot per nine. That's a lot. And that 365 ERA, that's, I mean, you give that another, that's a four. I don't know how he would say he has a, a chance to be a back end of the bullpen guy with those numbers. That's a little crazy. But the strikeouts is is something to look at, but that's way too many walks. Yeah. But he did finish the year in, in AAA, so it wouldn't, he would definitely be, you know, when you're thinking of rule five, five guys, you are, obviously wanting guys that are have a chance to be claimed like if it's a guy right. that you really like that's in single a that you know no one's going to actually keep on the roster all year you could be a little bit more risky this guy finished the year in triple a so you know who's who's the the worst team in baseball next year oakland like why would they not take a shot on him you know what i mean so i think i think that that goes into it to it more than anything but yeah certainly he's got to uh cut the walks down all right, and here is the the breakdown. Um, I'm not going to read through this whole list, but I want you guys to kind of look through uh, the players that I have listed still in danger. Uh, tomorrow is the non-tender deadline. Um, Reds could still uh, non-tender uh, Sessa, Dunn, Sinzel, Farmer. Um, is there any other players on that that side that are uh, surprise uh, that we're surprised that that are still on the roster at this point. Daniel Duarte was a guy who was added to be protected from the rule five and was injured all year. I'm I, I'm pretty sure all year he may have come back at the end. I don't know. That just feels like the type that you know you could cut bait on and it wouldn't be the end of the world. Matt Reynolds, I mean, he's like likely gone. Um, other than that, I mean. Moretta, I think they hold on to Joel Kunal kind of feels like he's on his last chance. Um, in terms of just like surprise non-tenders, maybe. I just don't know what to think about Nick Senzel. Um, it seems crazy that they would non-tender him, right? Like they would just hold it, especially because they want a righty outfielder who can play center. But I just got a weird feeling about just like his vibe on the team and maybe it's best if they just move on. I don't know that for sure. I'm just going with, you know, I just kind of feel like it's a strange, strange vibe there. And Kyle Farmer, I mean, I don't know. I, I would be okay with moving on from Kyle Farmer. Um, I know a lot of people would not be, and it's not because I hate Kyle Farmer. It's more just like, you know, there's more at bats to go around. And what are the Reds going to focus on in 2023? I don't know if it's more important to give Kyle Farmer at bats or, you know, a number of these prospects. Yeah, there's so many guys on that still in danger list. Like, there, what is there, maybe two or three that were like, oh, I hope they didn't get rid of him. Like, the rest of them, yeah. they can all go. Like, I don't think Reds Nation will, will blink an eye. Like, oh, it's good having you. But I mean, yeah, I none of those you, guys are gonna. I think you make a case for just about any one of those guys cutting them loose. Uh, to be honest, yeah, um, for sure. Like Sessa, I think is worth hanging on. Farmer, if he takes a pay cut, uh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, like I mean, any I of the other ones. Other thing, like, what if they just have a conversation with management? I know this seems like it wouldn't happen, but what if they're just looking for a different opportunity? Like, if it's someone like and. I just picked this name because it fits the mold here. But like Stuart Fairchild, if he was like, hey, man, like 
I just don't know. I'd rather look for a different opportunity. Like they would probably be like, ah, yeah, well, okay. You know, I'm not saying these players can just go up and ask, Hey, cut me. But if it makes sense for both parties to move on, kind of maybe like a Nick Senzel, maybe that happens. Now, Fernando Cruz is like 32 years old and was a rookie last year, called up in September. So probably a guy who, but I kind of like what I saw, honestly, but a guy who. Stop it. I'm a guy who you. could always. You don't be, mean that. Just stop it, Clay. Uh, let me finish. A guy at the end of the forty man, right? How often do those guys get shifted on and off, right? That that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, good. He's the kind of guy that was. What was he? The seventy eighth man added at the end of the season. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a reason, story, for that. right? <laughs> yeah, good. Good comment here from Carrick. This was earlier in the show. I, I saved it for this. I'd be shocked if there's a couple openings on the 40 minute before the Rule Five draft. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. There's there's going to be there's probably at least five ga- five guys on that player still in danger that will not make it through through the off season uh, because number one, the Reds are going to want to pick up some guys in the Rule Five. Number two, the Reds are going to want to pick up some free agents. Whether they're the free agents you and I want, they're still going to pick up more. So there's going to be more cuts uh, made. Um, I also have no idea how Matt Reynolds is still on there. That was the name that I think feels like the most glaring. I don't know if maybe he's just like a protection to give them more options so that they want to do this offseason. Um, as you notice, there's not a ton of big league shortstops right now. I guess Matt Reynolds is kind of a big no, league he's shortstop. Not, no. <laughs> but not very many on the just, Reds roster either. So, yeah. okay, I, I, I have a question, I guess. So, Alan Serta, right? He's got a lot of tools, still needs some refining, but how do you keep like Fairchild, Serta, uh, Siani, Friedel, right? The list goes on and on and on with these outfielders who, to me, all kind of fall in the same, relatively all the same speaking, dude, a same tier of player, right? Yeah. Like you can't have your roster full of players like that. So, it makes me wonder, like, okay, Sinzel, Fairchild, like, are these guys going to stick or are they going to be here on opening day? Because I don't think that they cut Alan Serta off the 40 man. No, no chance. No, so, no chance. I mean, push has to come to shove at some point because I think Siani's on there, especially because he can play center. I think Friedel showed plenty to obviously not only be on the roster, but get playing time. Fraley. You brought in Solak, like, I don't know. Yeah. Stuart Fairchild has also been cut, I think, like, five or six times in the past year. Like, it's not like he is somebody who you can't let go. But remember, these are only the first cuts. Right. This is just the first cuts. Some of these guys may be protection to give them other options with, with what they want to do. Guy like Nixon Zell could get traded before tomorrow's dead before tomorrow's non-tender uh, deadline. Uh, guy like Kyle Farmer or Sessa or done, probably not done, but those guys could all get traded by tomorrow. They could get traded at any point this off season. Um, um, so th- that's another thing to 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 kind of watch. Um, you know, kind of as we. Uh, we go I would over. rather give innings early in the season to like say relief pitchers than any of these guys that are on this list. Because I already know what I have from these guys that are on this list. And it's it's not much. It's something that can get you by to make it through the week, make it through the month. None of these guys, I don't think, have 
the potential to be on a playoff roster. So it's like the perfect opportunity for Reds to to add at the Rule Five draft. Take a chance, see what you got. You know, six weeks out of them in spring training, and the first month. If you don't like it, send them back, and these guys will probably still be available if you want to add them up. I think the only players on this list that I'll uh, I'll stand for are done. I, I want to see more out of Gutierrez. I, I'm I'm riding with Connor Overton. I want to see Siani and I want to see Solak. I don't really. Everyone else, uh, I'm not gonna. I, I and I'll, I'll give the Jabo Bros who have who have who have lit me up. Don't I'll, give in, I'll Kirby. Give, I'll don't give, give in. in. I'll give in on Jabo. You win. You 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 pushed me over the edge. Uh, I'll I'll ride with Jabo. Any any disagreements there? Anyone else that? Absolutely. I'm Clay, Aleo, Aleo Lopez. Are you gonna? Connor Connor Overton to me is not. Listen, we know that Connor Overton was your ace on your MLB The Show franchise mode this year. That does not translate to real baseball, believe it or not. Why not give him a shot, though, in spring training? I'm not saying if you want to keep like to me, it's like if he is your depth or whatever, that's fine for now. But he's one of those guys, like I said. If he were to be removed from the roster, I literally do not lose any sleep over that. I know he pitched well in an extremely small sample size, and I know that since 2019, since 2019, this is it wasn't just last year. He, he pitched well at multiple levels since 2019. I just think he's worth as a starting pitcher with where the Reds are at right now. I think you need to have him in camp and, and see what you got. Yeah, I'm there's fine a lot. There's a lot worse pitchers that the Reds could have on the opening day roster as like their fifth starter. There's been a lot worse pitchers than we've seen the last four or five years. That's why I want to keep him around. I'm not saying he's, he's a great pitcher or anything like that. I just think he's worth keeping. So if there's an injury that happens and the Reds have to call up one of these players, who would you rather see Williamson or Overton or Gutierrez even? I think I'd rather see Williamson and Gutierrez, but again, you're going to need to go deeper than Williamson and Gutierrez next year. We saw that this year. How many starting yeah. pitchers do the Reds have? I mean, yeah. most years you're probably going to be throwing 11, 12 starting pitchers out there. So well, Mike Miner's coming back for that, baby. Stop it. Too soon. Yeah, like, I mean, Connor Overton, if he's gone, there's another Connor Overton waiting to be picked up at the bus stop. He deserves it. All right, let's get to a couple of questions. The chat's been been lit up. I might tell you, Twitter burning to the ground must have really lit a fire in the show, so we appreciate the love. Uh, I was only planning on going on like 15 minutes tonight, but hey, people are watching, so we're going to keep rolling. First question, got to fire it up. Any chance Michael Lorenzen returns? No. Hell no. I don't think Michael Lorenzen wanted to be here Ah. at the end. I think he wanted to be a starter. The Reds obviously were not doing that, and I think it was a mutual, hey, listen, I'm going to go be a starter somewhere. How did it go? It was fine. Don't picture him coming back to Cincinnati. I didn't even know he was a free agent. Yeah, he just signed a one-year, $6 million deal. Would have been better than, than Mike Miner. Um Please. I think uh, my, I think Michael so Lorenzen is – I think the Reds are going to bring in a Michael Lorenzen type next year. Um I know C. Trent uh, mentioned Johnny Cueto possible reunion. I that that would be the greatest. 
that kind of tracks. I think they're going to bring in a, a veteran um, um, starting pitcher. I mean, it's just probably going to be number one who wants to pitch for Cincinnati next year, which is, you know, going to be limited. And some of it's going to be uh, depending on their market, Sydney, Kyle Gibson, another per- pitcher that fits exactly in the mold that I'm thinking. Um, Who's that? Uh, pitched on the, the Phillies and Rangers most recently. He was on the World Series roster, yeah. but he wasn't good. He was he was rough. He had a rough year, uh, but a good you know a potential bounce back candidate. Kind of had a rough career. He had like <laughs> a good stretch and got traded. And, I mean, good for him. Bronson Arroyo. Hey, Carlos is going to start a tossing program soon. Bring him back. Mm. All Carlos, right. would you move to Cincinnati right now if? You were guaranteed to get six innings. That's it. But you have to live there and be around the team the whole year. Six innings. You got to drop everything in your life to do this. Can my family come? Yeah, sure. Sure. You know what? We're going to put you on a bad baseball team and remove your family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do it for six innings. Why not? Hell yeah. All right, Sydney did some awesome research for us. If Warren isn't claimed and signs a minor league deal, according to page 116 of the MLB rulebook, he will make minor league money, not major league. It says players. I don't know. I still believe that. Says players only make major league salary until the day they are designated. So he, I think you were kind of on the right track. He's guaranteed minor league money next year. So he's not going to go unpaid um, for getting cut. Said he pulled it right off the manual. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mm, believe it. I'm still not gonna believe that. I'm gonna have to reach out to an agent. All right. Uh, all right. I will. Because how can you be? How can you be hurt and then to say smell you later? Well, you, you, could you be hurt forever? Then I mean, when's the cutoff? I think the cutoff. I guess that's right too. Cutoff. Carlin said his elbows still hurting, and they're sending the check, man. My dumb ass declined Tommy John surgery when I was still in the big leagues. I'm like, I screwed up big time. (laughs) All right, good question here, Matthew Perkins. Do you believe David Bell with a legitimate roster can win a playoff game? Yeah, I think I think Clay Snowden with a legitimate roster could win a playoff game. I do not think managers. matter nearly as much especially like in playoff scenarios it's the players the players win the players lose the managers can maybe lose a game but if, if, Listen, if clay right was now, the man if clay was the manager of the yeah, reds in a no. playoff game it would be like the scene from rookie of the year where the pitching coach locked in the cage trying to get Here's out the deal. The- <laughs> managers in all of sports there's no head coach that has less control over the actual outcome than a baseball manager with that being said i would lose every single game because not a damn player would want to play for me that's for sure i would not command respect in the locker room whatsoever (laughs) say that's what carlos always tells me they would they would kill you and i would say talk to the computer i don't i don't i don't run the simulations talk to the computer uh but another good question if sessa makes the team is he in the bullpen or rotation I think he's a hybrid. I mean, I think he's he's your option for both. I think you'd you'd see him probably make ten starts and the rest relieve appearances, depending on injuries and everything else. Yeah, he probably ends up starting in that starting rotation because somebody gets hurt early in the year. Then he moves back to the bullpen. Then he goes back and forth. He plays the Trevor Hoffman role. Do you have a price tag on his arbitration project, projection? Hey, um, 
I think it's 2.4. Hold on. Oh, that's lower than I thought. 2.6. Okay. Sad that I like have that pretty close on the top of my head. Uh, like a, here's a here's a banger for fun, buddy. Here's a banger of I I researched Red's arbitration numbers. Here's a banger of a question: uh, Who's the worst free agent signing you could think of for the current Reds team? Like who would be the worst player to sign in this free agent class? Yeah, I mean, I'm like we're not going to throw out like Bronson Arroyo again. Like, I mean, I think it has to be a legitimate free agent. I got an answer. Do you want me to go first? Aaron yeah. Judge. I think the Reds signing like a 10-year contract would be the worst thing they could do right now. So like anything long term would be but the that's worst also thing they could not do. that's also not realistic. Let's talk realistic. I mean, Tommy I Fam. Say, I would say I'm not gonna say a specific player, but like a high priced bullpen arm for like a four. Call him out, Clay. Call him out. That would be bad. I also think another one I would not like. Ooh, I like Bryce there, Dansby Swanson. I'm very anti-paying players off of a career year that's better than, you know, even like way better than average. Like Dansby Swanson to me is not going to play anywhere close to that number, and he's going to be extremely expensive. Um, Tommy Pham, Reds and four. I like that one. I know Carlos would be on that. I'd rather have Tommy Pham for another year than any – I don't really care who they sign for one-year deals. It's the multi-year deals that I'm, I'm worried about. Ooh, I, Wilson Wilson Contreras would be another one for me. Yeah, Wilson Contreras at a six-year oh, deal would be, be awful. So well, that would be awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least three quarters of Reds country would be happy because Stevenson would be able to DH or play first base. No, I think Contreras would DH. He'd come to Cincinnati and say, listen, no, I just got my deal. I'm not getting down and bending my knees down 162 games. I'm DHing. All right, another good question. Thoughts on Marte, Ellie De La Cruz, and McLean in the bigs next year? Uh, I would be shocked if Matt McLean and Ellie De La Cruz do not play for the Reds next year. Uh, McLean would be ahead of De La Cruz. I, could, I think McLean could be on the opening day roster, depending on you know how things shake out. Marte, Start at second base. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Jonathan India in left field. Um, I think Marte is probably a long shot to to play next year on the big leagues. I mean, if he has a monster, you know, first out, maybe they use like a September, well, maybe a September call up, but that's like really, I don't think really, it's a long shot. Really? Because, I mean, he's going to be on the 40 man. You get an injury or two. We've already talked about it, the injury bug. I mean, you never know. Call him up. I would prefer him not to play at least until the second part of the year next year. Um, Really young. And I think he's going to play third base. I don't see him playing shortstop because of that. I'd rather give Spencer steer third base and I don't want to see Mike Moustakas period. So. Cause I I wanted to ask you, we were going through the uh, uh, roster. What's the, why not just, cut Moustakis now is there any value to keeping him around at this point I have no idea I I mean maybe see he surprises everyone there's like this small possibility they're like hey maybe he comes back in shape hey maybe he comes back healthy as F hey maybe he hits with power in spring training that's the only reason why because there's millions invested in him but other than that the dude doesn't want to be there he's it's just yeah, cut ties. 
I think he's more of a negative. I, I just again, I don't know his. I don't know Mr. Moustakis' is uh his heart, but it does not seem like it's in it at this point. Uh, no, I think like like people see that like you know the coaches talk, they have those meetings with with the GMs with the assistants, and they're like, listen, this guy's not good for the young guys. He's not good for the culture that we're trying to build right now. That's that's gonna hold something. Unless you think he'll retire this offseason if you make him come to camp or sit through the season. I don't know. I don't know. Cut him on the very last day of spring training just to make him do it. That's mm. kind of what I see happening. I, I kind of see it like being the exact same thing as Shogo last year. We're going to make him go through camp, you know, make sure he's toast. I and forgot then, about then... Shogo. Oh, my God. How dare uh, you? Pat asked, what feels like years ago? What prospect are you intrigued by that we haven't talked about yet to make to play on the major league roster? Carrick answered it for me. Christian Encarnacion Strand, no question. I think he has a small chance of being on the opening day roster. Um, I think he plays for the Reds next year at some point. Any, do you have any uh, anyone else maybe to be different, or do you not agree, Clay? I agree, but just to be different, I will say, Serta, um, just because I'm so intrigued by that power, um, there's a lot that scares me. The strikeout rate and kind of the the effort in his swing at times is a little high. And but he's like the type of guy that if all pan, if it all pans out for him, like that could be a really exciting prospect. Um, plus fielder, plus speed, plus power. Um, one of those players that if he blossoms into what he could be and reaches his full potential, the, you know, 100% outcome could be a really, really fun player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, if, uh, uh Daniel Veloheen doesn't get, get, uh, claimed in the rule five, which I don't think he's going to, uh, maybe he's one in actually Sydney comma Daniel Veloheen. Yeah. I mean, just because he's a catcher. You know, and he's he ended he's finished the year in double A. I think he's got a chance. Um, all right, let's move right through this. We're, we're rolling it. I love this. Thanks, thanks everyone for, for commenting, interacting. Reds baseball talk November 17. This is beautiful. I uh, just look through some of the what's going on in the hot stove because I did promise we we're going to get Carlos's reaction on this. Uh, we're just going to run through these real quick. Tyler Anderson signed a three year deal with the Angels. Uh, the biggest trade, I, I think, so far of the offseason, uh, Teoscar Hernandez uh, to Toronto for a couple pitchers. Um, Rockies acquiring Nolan Jones from the Guardians. I thought that one was wild. Um, Anthony Rizzo, multi-year deal to the Yankees. Mariners discussing Jesse Winker in trades. Uh, they're interested in Colton Wong. They're very fascinated to see what the Brewers do this offseason. A whole bunch of Cubs news. Contreras declined his qualifying offer. They're looking for another catcher, uh, expecting to add a starting center fielder, uh, competing for us in the shortstop market, maybe Correa. Carlos, what's your thoughts so far on the hot stove so far? It's warming up, baby. Um, Seattle's not taking much time. They did another trade too, didn't they, tonight? Kyle yeah. Lewis, yeah. Yeah, Kyle Lewis. Sorry, I didn't get time to add that. They they make a trade Super every humble. 10 minutes. <laughs> how dare you try to put your kids to bed yeah now i i, I want to make a comment on one of these that actually affects the reds in an indirect way i guess but um this will affect the nl central if colton wong's traded that's a 10 million dollar contract for on a team like the brewers that 
A lot of bumps in arbitration this year. They're not getting off of a lot of money unless they just decide to non-tender some people. Removing $10 million from them for a player who I think is average at best, man, I don't want that to happen because I don't want them to have $10 million to spend. Yeah. Yeah. He just resigned there, right? This is the last year of his deal. I think he had- I thought he like I thought he like uh was was it a player's option or what was it? Cuz they just announced it, I thought. Yeah, it was an option that was picked up. I think okay. he, I think he only signed a two-year deal. Um it was a short it was a short contract. Um but yeah, I, I'm fascinated to watch the Brewers. I have no idea what direction they're going to go in this offseason. And I don't want the Cubs to get Correa because I just have the feeling like he's just going to crush the Reds in Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't know. I uh I think Correa's got that 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 real risk of being a bad contract in a couple of years just with kind of he his, definitely in, does. his injury history. And uh we've talked about it before, but man, the Cubs signing bad contracts, that's how the scale gets evened with them and the Reds. When they're paying twenty million dollars to Jason Hayward, that evens the scale with the Reds because the Cubs they spend more than the Reds, you know, when both teams are good. But it's like 40, 50, 60 million more. It's not this like you know, Dodgers and uh, Oakland A's gap or anything. You know, it's it's not not that crazy. <laughs> Dan's Vita Wrigley. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I like that. All right. Uh, some other other news. Uh, Alexis Diaz and Nick Lodolo did get some Rookie of the Year votes. So congrats to those guys. Uh, Red's going to be playing in Vegas. Carlos, you making a trip to watch the Reds and A's in spring training on March 4th and 5th? No, nah, play. I'm saving my uh, my flight for Cincinnati opening day. There you go. See you there, Clay. Might swing that, yeah. <laughs> not not during conference. It's not optional. Conference buddy. tournaments. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the uh, the rest of the MLB offseason calendar. Uh, non tender deadline is tomorrow. So, like we said earlier, could be some some action, uh, maybe some trades, um, but we should know. If the Reds are for sure keeping all those guys, um, could the Reds be making a trade for another team that has a player that that they don't want to tender a contract to? Those kind of things could happen tomorrow, so watch for that tomorrow. Winter meetings are coming right up. Then we got the draft lottery and the Rule 5 draft. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get closer. Uh, Carlos's favorite topics, um, but but we'll be sure to, to hype all those up. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, uh, he is, uh, the, tomorrow is his, uh, last day, um, in the, uh, the Dominican league, uh, and has, has played really well, kind of slowed down the last couple weeks. Um, his numbers have taken, taken quite a dip. Um, I think it's the right decision. Clay, Carlos, any thoughts on, uh, on Ellie De La Cruz? I mean, I think, I think probably the right decision to shut him down. Yeah, that's definitely. It's, it's been a long season. He's young, yeah. first time playing this many games. Shut it down, buddy. Get rest, bulk up. You notice that they shut him down right once COD comes out. I mean, maybe they get him a gaming system and just let let you know, just have him chill for a little bit. <laughs> you know, everyone talks about not being able to afford him in you know thirty five years when he's up for free agency. Maybe buying him COD, you know, get him on your good side. I don't know. Clay, I want you to read that top tweet, the top half. 
Come on, just do it for the people, real quick. In Spanish? Yeah. Oh, that would be no bueno. Let's try it. The first sentence. Go for it. What if I just Ellie De La Cruz? Perfect Spanish. (laughs) Can you read it for us? I could, but I don't want to. Uh, Anyway, uh, moving on. When do we expect Ellie on the cover of the show? Twenty six. Oh, that's too far. Ooh. He's going to be an everyday big leaguer by 24 for sure. Maybe 25. 25. Okay. Yeah. Trying to think of like the covers in the previous years, how long those players have been in the league before they got Tatis was what, a year? I'm not sure I want that. that. Was, yeah, that one was. I think Javi Baez was on there not too long ago. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> stay away. Let's stay keep... away. Don't bring the vibe down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, Aris- there's not a MLB the show curse, is there? Yeah, I, I'm starting to think now. Shit, uh, with those two names you just mentioned, there are. Uh, Arizona Fall League ended this week. Uh, the Glendale Desert Dogs, who are the Reds affiliate, lost in the championship. Um, we've kind of talked about these guys throughout, but just wanted to kind of uh, put up if you're watching uh, what they did. Uh, Matt McClain did show some power at the end. Uh, Marte shows a pretty good plate discipline without uh, scouts were raving about him. I don't feel like Reese Hines. That's the one I did want to talk about. Reese Hines, Clay, I feel, feel like he really did himself any favors. Um, I know he showed some power, but man, six walks and 35 strikeouts. That just, ooh, that's that's rough. Yeah, he's kind of a boomer bust prospect. I know we've been saying that for a while and, um, move to the outfield and that's probably his best chance to become a red is in the outfield. And I, I mean, there's no reason to give up on him right now. You know, it's still plenty of time for him to figure it out, but it hasn't been the best start of his career, especially with the injuries and whatnot. But um, another guy who's just like, I'm really excited to keep an eye on during, during this minor league season. Yeah. I mean, and, and granted, you know, when we, uh, we talked with, um, um, uh, Tom Nichols, who was talking about how Hines has spent a lot of time on the IL. So again, this was his first season back. And so I don't want to, you know, again, and Carlos, you've talked to, at nauseum about how don't take these numbers for much of anything, but that walks and strikeouts who we just kind of, yeah, there's, there's some, some certain numbers you got to kind of pay attention to. Like overall, I say, don't worry about it. It's, you know, a long year for all these guys. It's hard playing in front of 15 people. Um, in the stands, but oh, some of these numbers, Christian Roa, man, who sounds like he was just a roster fill. You know, he, I probably should have took the poor guy off. He hasn't pitched in like three weeks or something. He came and he pitched like eight innings and then that was it. So, um, uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Apologies to Christian. All right. <laughs> um, Why? didn't he like one of your tweets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did. Shout out Christian. If you're watching, buddy. I'm sure he's locked in. I'm sure he's locked in right now. <laughs> he's watched all 60 minutes of the show. Well, fellas, we somehow made it an hour, which is, um, I don't I have no idea how. Any final thoughts before we, we wrap this up? Clay, it was a pleasure having you back on. Yeah, it's. I was trying to think when the last time I came on was, but um, I'm looking forward to doing the Pittsburgh Pirates season preview in January, just like last year in front of 25 people. So looking forward to that invite if it's still out there. 
hey, we 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 push forty on those kind of previews. So you know, I don't I don't like that that shot. Uh, but no, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, a lot of fun, always talking Reds baseball. Carlos, any uh, parting words of wisdom for us? Um, just still need Tennessee to cover uh, these three and a half tonight. I'm doing well, so go Oilers. Is that go Longhorns? Is that hockey? Oh, that or... too. No, the uh, Titans, oh, formerly the... known as the Oilers. If there's football on tonight, yeah. who would have known? Yeah, how about them horns last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Gonzaga. Appreciate that bet. Upcoming schedule. We'll be back in a couple days, Monday next week. Actually, Monday the next two weeks. Uh, so we'll continue to uh, talk about the rest of the offseason. Uh, talk a little bit about Reds Fest in the upcoming weeks. Talk about uh, the Bull 5 draft and all that coming up as well. As always, Late Night Reds Talk is presented uh, by Bet Online as part of the Believe Network. If you haven't, please take two minutes. Go subscribe on YouTube so you can stay up to date with all of the latest uh, late night Reds talk content and all of our live shows and all of that. Uh, if you could also like, subscribe on wherever you uh, watch or listen to late night Reds talk, we do really appreciate that. Uh, for Carlos, for Clay, I'm Nick. Have a great night. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube